It's your special guest host on cliffcentral.com. And good morning. Your special guest host today is Shireen Richter, laughter and happiness professor. And welcome back today to the happy hour. The happy hour is always an hour filled with amazing people, interesting ideas and concepts. And Ways that you can take, things that you can take back, should I say, into your life to try and help you live a more fulfilled and happier life. Today in studio, we have two wonderful, amazing, incredible women who are our guests. One is Pam Green. The other is Jolene Marks. And we're going to be looking at owning your power. What does owning your power actually mean and why does it matter to us? Well, What we know is that if you own your power and you're passionate about what you do, you can make a difference in the world. If you own your power and you live your truth and you're in in flow with who you're meant to be and living in authenticity, you do find happiness. It's when we're struggling against the tides and um, trying to put on a facade or not really living who we're meant to be that life really becomes difficult. But when we surrender, that's when stuff becomes easier. So how do we do that? And that's what we're going to be talking about because if we can help you guys out there to learn how to be more authentic, find your truth and listen to others who have done that, um, maybe that will help you. So, Pam, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. So happy to have you here. Pam calls herself a social entrepreneur. She is a person who loves other people, who spends her life trying to make others happier. She is definitely someone who lives her passion. She says she struggled to fit in all her life until she started doing volunteer work at about 14. And then she just knew that she was doing what she was ultimately meant to do. She never came from a privileged background and and had to find her way through many, many struggles. And we're going to chat to her and find out what some of these struggles were because so many of you are going through struggles today. And it's about learning how other people have succeeded. We can take these lessons into our own lives. So, Pam, you have... Uh, started an incredible, incredible organization called Second Chances. Tell us about how you live your passion. Tell us about Second Chances. So Second Chances was a dream of mine, like you said, since I was a little girl. Um, But something that I kind of never felt I could do. um, I dreamt of one day winning the lottery and then being able to run a nonprofit organization full time. Um, And like you said, I just eventually... um, Accepted the fact that this is who I was, even though I was in the corporate world um, and working in that environment. Uh, I never, ever gave up on the dream. I always kept it kind of on the side uh, and did um, volunteer work for other organizations, helped people along the way. And then uh, one day the post that I put up went viral and everybody started to share it and, and go um, kind of like everybody kind of bought into the idea that we could change people's lives online and uh, that went viral. Everybody was paying attention. And my dream came true in that I was now able to start something with a huge network of supporters and uh, surrender and just let go. And as I did that at a time in my life, so everything that I always wanted started to come to me. And uh, Second Chances was formed. And that is now my full-time project. We help people. Our tagline is social upliftment via social media. So we are the first South African nonprofit organization who runs completely online. Um, our presence is mainly through Facebook and our Facebook page. We have our website. We have got an Instagram presence, LinkedIn, etc. Um, but all the fundraising that we do for the individuals that we help is all done online. 
And uh, that makes us quite unique. And, and relevant, really, because that's absolutely. where the world is going today. Everything is online now. Absolutely. When Facebook first came out, um, I actually applied to every vacancy that I had around the world. I was desperate. I wanted to work on, on Facebook and for Facebook. And uh, they never, ever got back to me, um, and I never worked for them. But I always said that one day I was going to have a job that would help people, and I had to be on Facebook all day long. And <laughs> Sounds like a good job. It's It's my dream job. Well, I think it really is your dream job. And I think when someone lives their passion, you can see it and you just exude this positivity and this energy. And one of the, the, the reasons um, that a person is successful when they live their passion is something that happened to you today. You have pneumonia. You yes. have a shocking cough. Yes. And you have been working all weekend helping people and you're here today. And that's the difference, you know. So many of us today are feeling stressed and, and we're going through difficult times, feeling challenged. And that little snivel, we kind of think, eh, can't do it, not getting out of bed today. And you have pneumonia and you're sitting here. Absolutely. And I think that's the difference between being in your power and loving what you do and not being happy with your life. When I you're agree. not happy, you just pull those covers straight back over your head. I think if I was still working in my corporate job, I would definitely have taken my doctor's offer of admitting me into hospital for the next week. But I don't have time for pneumonia and I don't have time for bronchitis. <laughs> so if it's going to sit in my body, well, then it needs to come with me and fit into my schedule because I do love what I do and I'm not prepared to miss a day of it. But I think in having said that, we also need to take care of ourselves because as women, we give so much and some of us don't know how to say no or don't know when to say no. Someone used a beautiful analogy that we're like trees and we have loads of branches and we have people pulling at these branches all the time. And if your roots aren't strong and firmly rooted, that tree is going to fall down. And so we need to nourish ourselves and we need to work on ourselves. Ariana Huffington's written a book called Thrive based on a story when she actually fell over. She was exhausted. She was sleep deprived. She was living her passion and working 24 hours a day almost. And she did crash. Jolene, hi. I'd like to welcome you to the show. Jolene Marks. Jolene is also an amazing woman who gave so much of herself working for an organization called the Dear Link, who looked after people and patients, children and families who had cancer and weren't able to cope. And that's, I think, you know, also made you see how important it is to to look after yourself and, and to be kind to yourself. You had quite a journey and it was quite a growing process for yourself. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Good morning, Shireen. So really, all my life I've known that people are my passion. And I know that I was put on this earth to spread light and to spread positivity. And it's taken me quite a long time to get there. You know, I've worked in various different companies, various different organizations, in various industries. And then I found my cause. And working for the Dear Link was unbelievable. It taught me compassion. It taught me empathy. It just really opened up for me who I really was. And, you know, working with cancer patients, unfortunately, can also be quite draining. Even though you are spreading light, you're also taking on a lot. So I loved my time there. I really feel like I helped a lot of people. I helped fulfill dreams. I helped people just look at life from a different perspective to be more positive. And then 
I found another passion. <laughs> <laughs> on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Interestingly enough, on the opposite end of the spectrum, but also quite similar. You know, you're still spreading light. You're still spreading positivity amongst people. And laughter really is something they say is the best medicine. So, you know. I think you can vouch for that yourself. I definitely <laughs> can vouch for that. You know, when you wake up on a Monday morning and work isn't a chore, you know that you're on the right path. I couldn't agree more. And being a laughter and happiness professor and, and going into corporates and teaching people how to be happier, how to kick stress in the butt, how to be more resilient. Every day brings a new journey and a new challenge. And it's exciting being on air today, doing interviews for an incredible international book that I'm putting together, of which Pam Green is going to be one of my amazing mavericks. The book is called Expert Mavericks. It's going to be launched in June in the U.S. and is going to be launched in July in South Africa. I'm the ambassador for the Smile Foundation, an amazing organization that does reconstructive surgery for children born with cleft lips and uh, facial reconstruction. I think one of the things about giving back to society is it makes you feel like you're contributing. And each one of us here in our own way has done that. So for listeners, I would definitely say give back a little. You know, find a cause, find something that you're passionate about and and give back. An amazing quote I read last night was be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. And I think so many people get stuck in jobs and get stuck in places that doesn't set their soul on fire. And then they accept this is life. This is where I'm meant to be. And really it's not. And it doesn't need to. And it's just a matter of searching, of taking time um, to release that. So I'd like to share one of my all-time favorite songs. It's a new song at the moment. It's called Catch and Release. And while you listen to it, maybe just take some time to breathe and listen to the words and just release. Because it is in the quiet moments, in those quiet times of the noise and the busyness, that actually our inner voice starts to speak to us and we're able to say, this is what I need for me today. This is what's going to fill me up. This is what's going to light my fire. This is CliffCentral.com Everybody got their reason, everybody got their way We're just catching and releasing what builds up throughout the day And it gets into your body, and it flows right through your blood We can tell each other secrets, and remember how to love Download the Cliff Central app, available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store and we're just catching and releasing. Welcome back to the happy hour. Your host is Shereen Richter for some Monday motivation. The question I'm going to pose is if you wished to live a life that caused your soul to dance inside your body, what would that be? Contact me. Let us know. Contact us on cliffcentral.com. If you want to call 0861 Twitter at cliffcentral.com. Facebook, Cliff Central, and WeChat ID, Cliff Central. Well, that's a beautiful quote. I choose to live um, a life that causes my soul to dance inside my body. If we could all live that way, wouldn't life be awesome? Jolene, tell me, what causes your soul to dance inside your body? So, really, I think for me it is music. Um, you know, if, uh, that song just always puts me into such a good space, such a good energy. And I think it's so important, you know, to, 
to grow up and to experience music within a home, you know, I often say to my children when I'm in a bad mood, let's just put on some music because it just shifts that energy. And I think it really is something important. And I think that it makes us just feel amazing. And, and for me, you know, I think I am living a dream at the moment. I, I do. I think, I, you know, I, I wouldn't really want to change anything for me now. Um, and, and just Except maybe a bit more dancing in the kitchen. Maybe a bit more dancing. <laughs> More dancing in the kitchen, you know, but you know, it's just, it is, it's, it's, a, it's bringing yourself out of yourself, you know, doing things you've never done, um, to have things you've never had before. And I think that's really important. I love and that. That for me at the moment is really, you know, every day brings a new experience, um, and, and really to live a passion, um, you know, to live a dream is unbelievable. And I have to say, I feel very blessed to be where I am right now. It's amazing because so many people get stuck in a rut and they think that they can't change where they are, you know. Um, they're in a situation, um, Pam, you've dealt with many people who are homeless and feel like they're stuck. People get stuck in dead-end jobs. They get stuck in relationships that they don't like. And we feel like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do? We almost give up that that's our destiny. And I, I, I found a quote, which I'm going to read, and then because I just thought it was so powerful. And then, Pam, I want to talk to you about changing people who are stuck but sure. this quote says i choose to live by choice not by chance to make changes not excuses to be motivated not manipulated to be useful not used to excel not compete i choose self-esteem not self-pity i choose to listen to my inner voice not the random opinion of others and i think that's so important because we forget that we have choice you know, we, we are in these dead end jobs or relationships we don't like and we actually forget that actually if we start choosing differently and maybe asking for help in the right ways and get out of our little pity party that's yeah. loaded with <laughs> wine and drinks and tears and tissues, that maybe there'll be another way. You help people that are stuck that can't get out of choice. You had a beautiful story of how your organization started. Share that beautiful story because it really is. And, and let's get other people inspired and motivated to do something similar. Absolutely. This quote that you just read now gave me goosebumps. I, every little hair on the back of my neck stood up. That ex described exactly the life I was living. Just three years ago, that's exactly the life I was living. I was a victim. I felt stuck. Um, I was full of excuses. Tell us about that. Uh, so I was um, stuck in a relationship with the love of my life who unfortunately um, was quite abusive and it just really wasn't a healthy environment. But I was really stuck in it. I thought, you know, like, how do you give this up? This is the love somebody dreams of. I guess I had a very skewed idea of what love was at that time. And sometimes um, when we're in a situation, we think that is the way it is. Absolutely. It's almost the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Absolutely. And love is blind. And I, I really was blind for many years. Um, and then when that came to an end and quite an abrupt and ugly ending, I was forced to see the light and I was forced to see my reality. And, and the truth is that my reality of the, the previous six years was really just a perception. And I had no idea um, what I was actually involved in and, and who I was involved with. And that was quite a big shift. At the time, I was so angry and, and I was such a victim and so broken uh, but I worked with a life coach for many months after that. And what I realized was that was exactly what I needed. That was the push I needed to start being the real authentic me and to be unapologetically me. 
Um, Owning your power. Absolutely. I was in a relationship where um, I couldn't act the fool and I couldn't wear a tutu. Tutus are my thing. Um, <laughs> you look like a fairy in a child. tutu. Thanks. We're going to post a picture of you, of you in a tutu. Sure. Sure. I'd love that. Um, but I was, I was never allowed the freedom of being me. And so I became somebody that somebody else wanted me to be. When I left it and started working on myself and started understanding where the journey of my life had taken me to and that this is where I actually want to be. And I refound myself. I had found, I had known from a little girl who I wanted to be and somehow lost that. Society does that to us. Society keeps us average. Society tells us no. Society tells us to be safe and to live the white picket lifestyle with the 2.3 children. You get married. You have two dogs. That's what society tells us. But that doesn't fit in for me. It doesn't work for me. But I think also I was reading a book by Amy Cuddy called Presence last night. And she was talking about being your authentic self. And we have a few authentic selves. Yes. But why we often feel inauthentic is we judge our authentic self by the way other people see us. Absolutely. And that's the biggest mistake, I think, because it stops us from really being who 100%. we are. What do other people expect me to look out, look like, live in what kind of house, do what kind of job? Am I only a success if I've made a certain amount of money, live in a certain area? And that's all nonsense. And that's why I'm so passionate about using my organization through social media. Social media actually stifles us. If you have a look at anybody's Facebook page, they don't show you the bad stuff in their life. They don't show you mm. their negative bank balance. They don't show you the fight they just had with their husband. They don't show you their kid scratching on the walls and going berserk and having a tantrum. They only show you the good stuff, the stuff that's going to make you jealous and the stuff that's going to make you think, oh, my life isn't as good as theirs. You're so right. Time magazine actually wrote that um, one of the biggest causes of depression today in the world is social media. For exactly that reason, you look in and you see everyone else living this perfect life. Oh my gosh, it's Sunday today. They were out for lunch. They were having a picnic. They were away on holiday. Poor little old me sitting at home reading my book. Absolutely. But actually, poor little old me reading my books just where I wanted to be. And I was so happy exactly. doing it until I saw all these people doing other things. And I suddenly got this hectic case of FOMO. Absolutely. <laughs> and so second chances for me and for all our followers that we have is actually the real power of social media. Instead of using social media to keep people suppressed and to keep people down and to depress people and make people feel unworthy and average, we're using the power of social media to uplift people, to uplift the community, to uplift society, to uplift South Africa and hopefully the world one day. That's an incredible idea. And for every negative, there's always a positive. So it's about taking the positive and using it. This story that we spoke about had over 40 million people reading it, engaged yes. in it and looking at it. I mean, that's awesome reach. 40 million people is virtually a country. Tell us about the difference you made in someone's life. And maybe, you know, when we hear what others do, it inspires us to do things. People can maybe try and help get involved with second chances and Make it start making a difference to just those ordinary people on the street. Absolutely. Yesterday we had our monthly spread the bread event, um, which was phenomenal. We invite members of the public. They come. They bring loaves of bread, a spread. We make sandwiches. Sorry, <coughs> sandwiches for different orphanages and homes, um, and we have people from all different ages that come. And what was so special about yesterday's event in particular was that Katlejo, one of our second chances. Candidates was there making milkshakes. He has always wanted to be a bomb and a barista. We sent him on a course, which he loved. But unfortunately, in that industry, it's only event work, so it's nothing permanent. And he hasn't made any money or brought in any income 
for the last month and a half. Last month, spread the bread, he was meant to be selling milkshakes as well. And unfortunately, at five o'clock that morning, his, his three-year-old daughter passed away. Oh, so we've really been trying to find him some employment and means of income so that he could give his daughter a proper burial and that we could get him back on his feet. So it was really special to have him at yesterday's event. And just selling milkshakes, our followers and our, our supporters are just incredible human beings. He made 900 rand to take wow, home yesterday. that's amazing. So I'm surrounded by stories like that every day. And that's what keeps me going. That's what makes me sit here with pneumonia and bronchitis is that smile on Katlejo's face yesterday afternoon when he left is priceless. Um, I got back home last night. We were busy collecting funds for a 16-year-old girl named Tandor who was born with a short leg. And so she has the inability to walk unless she has a brace. Uh, being from the financial background that she comes from, her family is very, very poor. She can only get a wooden leg extension from her local clinic. If you have a look at the picture, it actually looks like she has two feet. One is halfway down her leg and then there's the brace at the bottom. But it keeps breaking and she keeps missing two weeks of school every time it breaks. And so we're now busy raising funds to get her a proper prosthesis. We have a doctor who has offered to fit it and make sure that it continues to fit her properly for free. And he will be supplying the prosthesis at cost. And so we're trying to raise funds for that. And to be able to put that up and just see people coming together to help one 16-year-old girl, as our our post said online, we don't want her to be crying about missing school and being in pain with every step she takes. We want her to be crying over a broken heart, the boy. That's what a 16-year-old girl should be doing. (laughs) That's exactly what they should be doing. So that's where we're going. And I meet people like this all the time. These are the people that I'm surrounded by. Incredible humans with incredible souls and determination to turn their lives around and to live the best lives that they can live and to be the best. As I always say, I, I try to be the best me I can be, be the best you you can be. And that's exactly what these people are doing. I think what's so powerful about what you've done, and it's really opened my mind and my eyes, is that the people that you help are the window washers, the mm. people on the side of the road. Now, we we live in a country where people have actually become a bit immune to it. Um, yeah. And we drive to the robots and we... we you know, we kind of drive and we stop slowly hoping that they're not going to come to our car. Absolutely. And some of us are a bit fearful because are they dangerous? Are they not dangerous? Sometimes we'll give money. Sometimes we won't. But we never stop to think that these are people who have real lives, who are in trouble, who have real stories with real hearts. We kind of just look at them as beggars or, you know, there was a, a, a whole feature, I think, um, I don't know if it was on carte blanche or on the news <coughs> of moms that were hiring babies and putting them on yes. their backs to try and get more money. And and the feeling is, you know, even if they're doing that, how desperate do you have to be to do that? And we should Correct. be helping these people. Absolutely. And that's really what you've done. And, and we were kind of driving, Jolene and I, after interviewing you last week with a book, and suddenly I looked at these people in a different light. Instead of just seeing I'm them so as a glad. beggar or seeing them as the window washer, I thought, my gosh, these people have a story. Absolutely. And a name. And a name and a a family sometimes, or or maybe not. Um, But yesterday it nearly broke my heart. There was a young boy sitting on the side of the road without even a shirt. He looked like he was crying, just huddled up in a ball. And, you know, I was a bit fearful. I'm always a bit nervous to stop being a woman on my own. But that's the reality. And and we should be less fearful and we should be helping more. Yes. And helping 
there's a whole concept that I'm trying to do like an awareness campaign for, and that's wise compassion. So helping doesn't mean giving that guy five rand or ten rand to make yourself feel better. When you give and you're kind to somebody, it's not about making you feel good. It's about what does that person actually need. And so sometimes giving those coins out isn't actually wise compassion. That's just making yourself feel better. But what that guy actually needs or might just need is for somebody to ask him how his day is, to recognize Mm. him. We put our hand out the window with a five-rank coin, but do we actually ever say, hi, how are you, or what's your name, or introduce yourself? That goes so far. That is reminding that human being on the street that they too have the power within themselves, that they too count, that they are important, they're recognized. And once you give somebody that um, attention, you never know what that little seed can can grow into. Absolutely. I think it's just a sense of acknowledgement. You know, people want to be acknowledged. They want to know that that they're human and you're human too. And sometimes all it takes is a smile or a hello, you know, to uplift somebody's day. And I really think that that's important because we forget that. We always pick on the bad, don't we? We focus so much on the negative and so little on the positive. And for them, a positive may just be that somebody's greeted them. Absolutely. Somebody hasn't ignored them. Somebody hasn't sh- like shaken their head and go, no. They've actually taken the time and just said hello. And yeah. it's not only the man on the street. Um, Joe, you and I work together and we have a campaign with happiness cards, which is really about acknowledging people. And they're cards that just say, you rock, you're awesome, you're super fabulous, you're the berries. Um, and what we do is we actually hand these cards out randomly. Tell us some stories about how people love being acknowledged. The lady at Pick and Pay. Absolutely. You know, I, I tell my story is I went to a new, the license disc on my car and I stood in the post office and I stood in a queue and there was one poor teller behind the counter and people were ranting and raving and screaming and shouting and being sent away to go and get <coughs> additional documents or whatever it was. And I walked up to him and I took a card out and it said, you are awesome. And I said to him, sure, you look like you're having a bad day. You know what? You're awesome. Thank you for doing what you do. He couldn't do enough for me. What can I help you with? Sure, no problem. You don't have your ID book. Not a problem at all. Would you like to come back? Would you like me to make a copy of it for you? He really couldn't get enough. And all I did was something so simple was just to say thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. You're in an industry where people aren't always so kind to you. And, and really, he was blown away. He absolutely called the, the lady from down the counter and he said, look what I got. I'm awesome, which which really is amazing. And I, and I honestly, I didn't do anything but more than just acknowledge and say thank you. Because we hardly ever just tell people you're amazing. And people can take post-it notes and write a note, even if it's for your kids or for your spouse, just to stick a note in their lunchbox to just sometimes what I do when we go to pick and pay, you know how often you're on the phone, you're busy, you're multi multitasking, doing 10 things at once. While you're on the phone, you're paying for your groceries and the woman goes or the gentleman goes, would you like a bag? And you nod your head and mouth, bag. And um, you kind of pay and walk off, not even acknowledging a person helped you. So what I do and I use these cards for is when I give my credit card or I give cash, I actually give a card saying, you're awesome, you rock, and I'll just say, thank you for serving me. And you absolutely change these people's lives because somebody said, thank you. Somebody said, you're doing your job right instead of, can't you do this faster? Can't you speed things up? Absolutely. And I think you never know really what's going on in somebody's life. 
And that little tiny act of kindness really can change their whole day. It can, it can put them in a much more positive space. They could be dealing with so much that we don't know about and they're sitting there and they are ignored all day and suddenly somebody's just smiled. Or, just or believes in them. Absolutely. And I want to bring up that it costs nothing to do this. Yes. So there's no excuse not to, to acknowledge people. It's something that we can do for, it's the greatest kindness we can do for somebody for free. Absolutely, because there is no cost and just smiling. Actually, you know, the minute you smile, it actually sends a message to the brain to Absolutely. say you yourself are feeling better and yes. gets your brain to release feel good uh, chemicals and hormones like endorphins and serotonin and opiates and all those yes. feel good drugs. <laughs> so in actual fact, by smiling at another, you make yourself feel better. And really, anything is possible when you believe. So we're going to play uh, with Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey's When You Believe, because I think that's really a motivational song to take with you today. Anything is possible when you believe. You will if you believe. Something that I just took off Pam's Facebook page is if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. I think that's an incredible statement because so many of us find it easier to make excuses, don't we, Pam? Jolene? Yes, I think we do. I think, you know, it's easier to say no or I can't than let me try. You know, and I think that that's very powerful. We, we're very quick to say no. And we oh, do that out of fear, I think. I think because we're scared of failing. But actually, the only person who will know whether we succeeded or failed is us. And I always speak about failing forward. We have to make the mistakes to learn, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, and I think if we don't make those mistakes, you're right. We can't go forward. You know, sometimes fear is holding us back all the time and, and we're just too scared to take that step forward or to take that leap of faith. And yeah. I think that that's huge. How do we take that leap? What do we do? Uh, here's another quote. <laughs> yeah. It yes. says, move out of your comfort zone. You can only grow if you're willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you try something new. So I think that is the first step that actually answers the question because you have to put yourself in a bit of an uncomfortable situation because that's what, that's how we grow. Dr. Twersky, who's a psychiatrist, actually said no one ever grew by sitting on a couch watching TV. So <laughs> people have said they beg to differ because if you're sitting eating popcorn and chips all day and chocolate, you will grow. But <laughs> maybe not in the way you'd, you'd like. To. Yes, exactly. But I think it's through our tests and challenges, as you were saying earlier, both yes. of you, that that's where we grow and, and it's from those experiences experiences that make us who we are and give us the compassion for other people going through a similar situation, going through a difficult time, we we shift from being compassionate to being empathetic and that's a big Absolutely. difference. When you're empathetic, you really can put yourselves into the space of that person and feel what they're feeling. And that's when when the push comes is how do I make a difference here? So Pam, you're doing something quite crazy this week. Yes. I'm not allowed to tell too much about it, but uh, share it with us. So, like I said, um, you're not going to achieve anything if you don't make yourself um, a little vulnerable and put yourself out there. 
uh, one of the biggest things about having a non-profit organization is that uh, you fall into the category of 122,000 non-profit organizations in the country. Wow, that's a lot of organizations. And how do you survive? So many of these startup non-profits close down um, because the struggles are just real. And I feel that I've gotten to where I am because I do something unique and I stand out from the crowd and tomorrow will be no different. (laughs) Uh, I am probably doing something that is the most daring and vulnerable that I could possibly be. Um, Now, as we're talking, I'm wondering if I shouldn't just like throw a spanner in the mix and wear a tutu at the same time and just go completely overboard. Well, I I definitely (laughs) think you should because I was actually listening to Barbara Cochran from Shark Tank on CNN yesterday and she was speaking about Donald Trump and speaking about his success and what he's done to be successful and she's a a very uh, powerful and very successful property magnet in the States. And she said she realized very early on that in order to be successful, you've got to stand out from the pack. So when she invests in entrepreneurs and people, she said she realized while she didn't have the prettiest face, she had great legs. (laughs) And so if she walked into a meeting, she would come in with this short little red power suit and she would use it to her advantage. So for listeners, because they can't see you now, but they will get to see a picture of you. I think you and a tutu will definitely give you that real <laughs> power suit Great. advantage. <laughs> so tomorrow, um, if you'd like to see what we're on about, because we can't give you too much right now, I will be on the corner of Grayston and Ravonia Roads in Santon tomorrow morning from 7.30 a.m., so that's on the busiest corner of Santon, potentially. Absolutely. <laughs> it's very strategic. Don't miss Pam tomorrow. I will be there. You will notice me. If you are there and if you can't be there, my little tagline on my page is, will you be there? Will you share? If you see me or if you see a picture of what I'm doing online, please share. Give us your, your social media details so that we can go and check it all sure. out. My Facebook page is Pam Green, hashtag second chances. My normal Facebook profile page is Pam Green. Instagram is at Pam Green underscore 17. The same for Twitter, Pam Green underscore 17. My website is www.secondchances with an s.org.za. So if people want to get involved, if people want to contribute money or if they just want to give up themselves, they actually want to feel more powerful, more authentic, give back. How can they do this? They just get in touch with you. Do you have opportunities for people to assist to help you with that make a sandwich day? Yes, definitely. We have a few different projects on the go. Our big focus at the moment is actually like what you touched on, the ladies that sit on the side of the road. We've created a project called Twice as New where we ask the community to donate secondhand clothing. We then, and this is where we really could use volunteers, is we wash, sort, and price all those clothing. And then we partner up with the women that are on the side of the road and give them the opportunity to earn an honest living. So if you're unemployed and a South African citizen or you have a valid work permit, that's all you need to qualify. You can come to us and we will supply you with clothes. We price them at a recommended price, which is very, very cheap, so that the ladies who are entrepreneurial can actually put the price up themselves and make a bigger profit for themselves. Um, We are always looking for volunteers. We get a lot of clothing in and we always need more clothing. And then, of course, if there is anybody that knows anyone that is struggling to find a job, doesn't necessarily have skills or qualifications, this is perfect for them. This is really like a great opportunity for people to turn their lives around. 
So if you'd like to get involved, that's a great one. Otherwise, every month, the last side I of Just the to month. interrupt you, yes. that is so cool because, you know, as you said earlier, we give money because it makes us feel better and we think it'll help. But actually giving somebody power over their own income and giving them a job and making them feel worthy is far more valuable than giving them the hundred rand, say, that the clothes would have cost Absolutely. had they sold it. You know, these people don't feel like they're just getting handouts. They feel like they're doing something to contro- contribute towards their lives. Absolutely. So with second chances, the, the end result is always sustainable change. And the only way to sustainably help somebody turn their life around is to equip them with the tools, not to keep giving handouts. You'll be in the soup kitchen forever. Not that I have any disregard or disrespect to soup kitchens. They do valuable work, but you'll always be in that soup kitchen queue. So at second chances, our end goal is always sustainable change. And that is to enable somebody and to empower somebody to turn their own lives around. That's such a feel-good, nice start to a Monday, hearing someone making a difference, changing the world. And we always think, little old me, what difference can I make? How can I change the world? But they say if you change one person's life, you've changed the world because you change that person and then they go out and change someone else's lives. You never, ever, ever stop, Pam. And your phone is just going while we're sitting here and you've just gotten some messages really for people asking you for help while we're sitting here. Tell us. Um, Yeah, just during this interview, I've had about seven or eight, I think seven or eight messages come in. Um, I guess it is Monday morning when a lot of the guys that I coach in recovery, I work with a foundation clinic to coach recovering addicts. and being Monday, we've had a few relapses. Some guys um, checking in that they need some help. They've had a hard weekend. Uh, so I do a lot of recovery coaching as well, a lot of work in the addiction sphere. Um, and I get all my support there from the foundation clinic. They have been unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, um, another lady, which was a lovely message, she messaged to say, I got a job at the JSE. So that was a fun one. Um, and yeah, my phone never stops. So I have learned to switch it off now. <laughs> it goes off and I sleep for four hours a day and then it's back on and we carry on. Um, but I think it is important to have that disconnect. And Jolene, you, you found that when you were working at the Deer Link and dealing with so many sick patients, so many needy patients, it's very hard to disconnect for people that are in jobs that they're not happy with, for people that are working under abusive bosses or in abusive relationships. How do we get that disconnect to refuel? Can you give us some of the things that you did or that you found patients did? Give out, give the listeners some tips to take away. So a, a very wise friend of mine once said that you can't give to anybody else if your jug is empty. And, and really that was a huge lesson to me because I think when I started in, I was all gung ho and I just wanted to give, give, give. And then suddenly I was depleted and I couldn't anymore. And and it was really an important lesson for me is that I had to look after myself first. And sometimes we don't see that and, and children are actually the wisest among us. Tell us what happened with your son. So, <laughs> so I mean, my son is, is um, you know, a wise boy, an old soul. And one day I went to fetch him from school and we had lost a very young patient and it really hit hard, um, you know, 17-year-old boy. And I... I went to fetch him from school and he said, mommy, your job makes you so sad. And, you know, he had such insight into what I was feeling without me really expressing anything. And from there on, I learned to take care of 
myself first. I learned to stop for a little bit, to, to fill myself up, to meet somebody for a cup of coffee, to go for a walk, to go to the gym or whatever it was so that I could then be the best me that I was to be able to give to those people who needed something from me. And it's important to do those things because very often for a person who's got an A-type personality or really wants to, <laughs> I'm laughing personality. I think the, the key is you feel like it's a waste of time. You know, if you're meeting a friend for coffee, you could be doing so many other things that would be more productive. If you're just lying on your bed and taking half an hour to read a book, well, geez, that's a waste of time. I should yes. be learning something. Or going to gym, well, have I got time? Because I could be doing 10 more emails okay. in that period. <laughs> I'm speaking about myself. You can hear <laughs> writing lists. And, so and writing lists, done. yeah. I, I actually read Amy Cuddy said in her book I was reading called Presence. I highly recommend it. If you're a list writer, start changing what you put on the list. And start putting things on the list for you and not to do. So yes. it's our lists generally consists of tasks, errands, and things for others. And she said in order to be fully present and in order to own your power, you actually have to put lists down that involve filling you up, as you said. No, yeah. and it is. It's very important because, you know, even meeting somebody for a quick half an hour cup of coffee, you may learn something that you didn't know. Or you may just feel inspired or maybe they've got a great story to tell you. And that really just can shift your energy and put you into a much more positive space or make you look at things from a different perspective. Or just take your mind off stuff. So when you start thinking about other things and you go back to thinking about what you needed to, you kind of (laughs) sometimes get this burst of inspiration. Um, But when you're always looking at the same thing, you keep seeing the same thing. Absolutely. So before we end, I'd just like to share my details if anyone needs to get some happy if anyone has a company that has uh, grumpy stressed <laughs> and not resilient staff happy staff have been proven have been proven to be more productive and more profitable for an organization when we are happier within ourselves when we own our power when we're our authentic self take the advice of these two amazing women who have really done that alternatively you can contact me on www.laughtercoaching.co.za and we can help you find your happy to end this incredible show and this motivational Monday, I heard a song which completely blew my mind yesterday. It was sung by Beyonce for World Humanitarian Day on the 19th of August, 2012. The words are so powerful. The message is one day, one message, one goal to inspire people all over the world to do something good, no matter how big or small for someone else. And the name of the song is called I Was Here. And basically what she says, and we're going to play out with the song was, I want to leave my footprints on the sands of time. No There was something that meant something that I left behind. When I leave this world, I'll leave no regrets, leave something to remember so they won't forget. I was here. I lived. I loved. I was here. I did. I've done everything I wanted, and it was more than I thought I would be. I will leave my mark so everyone will know. I was here. I hope all of you listeners today take that with you and take on something today to leave your mark in this world so others will know that you are here. Thank you. This is CliffCentral.com.